song thing. Happy Friday! Yeah. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. It's me, it's your girl. DJ Mackie. Michaela Perkins in the house, and of course, the one, the only Shonda Pod. What's poppin'? Hey everyone, how's What's it going? Poppin'? Sorry we're coming to you a little bit late. If you're mad about it, you can yell at the Coyotes team because you, they had to do a, sh- a uh, you, can, you blame the Coyotes. You can blame the Coyotes and the NHL because they had to just have their trade deadline at the same time that our show was supposed to happen. Um, so it's all their fault. But if you missed the PHNX Coyotes trade deadline show, go check it out. The team did a great job of breaking down everything that happened. At this past trade deadline, and uh, we got a lot to talk. We got a lot. To, we have a lot to talk about yeah, to do. get into. First of all, I want to say hi to the fam. Hi, Charles. Hi, Roaring Fork. Hi, Michael. Hi, Daniel. What's up, fam? So good to see all of you. We are so happy that you're here. Um, Roaring Fork asking, did Max survive Nashville? Uh, barely. Uh, yeah, I mean, she did, but she came back. She's got fucking cowboy <laughs> boots on, and is, like she dressed like a cowboy. What like, is your definition of survival? Because um, <laughs> she did she she did not come back. She left as Mac. She came back as Mac. Mac. Um. Yeah, guys, listen. Nashville was amazing. I made the horrible decision of staying out until the bars closed at three a.m. Getting in my to. Uber, grabbing my bags, and then going to the airport and getting on a plane at five a.m. So it was bad decision making all around. But hey, we're alive. We made it. We're we're here. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I was worried that I might need to need to get a new host, not because anything bad was going to happen to you, but you just might not come back. Um, yeah, I'm glad you're back. Though. She was hanging on by a thread. I was still hung over. So I, can't, I flew in. I landed at like 7 a.m. Monday in Denver. Then I came here. And I landed at 12. So Monday was like recovery day. I woke up on Tuesday and I was still hung over. <laughs> and that was with your family. I can't imagine if we're all in Nashville this summer for the NHL draft. <laughs> Oh my it's god! Because we, we have a vet. Petey knows Broadway like the back of his that's hand. Be my four, that'll be my fourth time in Nashville. I feel like that's a vet. Yeah, yeah, but you're not going there multiple times a year with an NHL team vet. That's true. That's like, true. He, that's fair. Petey gets into one, can get into one, and we're getting cowboy hats. We're gonna, yeah, gonna turn up. Yeah, it's gonna be a mess. Style. It's gonna be so fun. You guys have to come to Nashville with us for the NHL draft. It's gonna be great. Um, Before we get into all things Kevin Durant, we got to talk about Four Peaks. I consumed multiple beers, but none of them were as good as Four Peaks in Nashville, and I'm very sad about it. Are we? We're gonna have to check some luggage. I know we're gonna have to bring Four Peaks to Nashville because everywhere I went, I asked, and especially when I was a little drunk, (laughs) I was like, "You "You guys have Four Peaks out here." (laughs) Um, They did not have Wow We in Nashville. Unfortunately, I was very upset about it, and I had to settle for some second-rate beer, and I was upset the entire time, and I cried tears. I will say, I know before, like sometimes when certain teams are in the playoffs in different cities, they'll like they'll send a bunch of beer out there so the fans have their home beer. We might need to. Yeah. Tap in with four, four peaks. Four peaks is gonna have to send us, us with some beer to Nashville for the NHL draft because it was horrible drinking anything but four <laughs> peaks in Nash. But if you want to be like us and drink the best beer around, including their two new brews, the Dank IPA, mm. which is my favorite. Um, love that so much. You can also go for their hazy IPA. You oh, can so pick Dank's up- taking over is your favorite? 
I don't know. It's it's, it's a, toss a tough up. one. Yeah, it really depends on the day. Yeah, you can pick up Four Peaks wherever you get your groceries, and don't forget that our friends will be out there for the M3F Festival March third and fourth, which is today and tomorrow. You can grab your tickets at m3ffest.com and enjoy a wow wheat beer while you're there. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Also got to give a shout out to Mountain Mike's. I don't know if uh, Max did this on purpose, but usually pizza is delivered on Mondays. I obviously wasn't here on Monday. Max also wasn't here. Flying back. Okay, so we got pizza on Tuesday and it was like my saving grace because I was still hungover (laughs) and I was able to eat pizza and like sop up all the alcohol in my body on Tuesday. So thank you, Mountain Mike's and Max for bringing pizza to the office on Tuesday. Is pizza not like the perfect because like i can't think of a food that i ever want more when i'm sober drunk and hungover it's the perfect like, food all of those situations yeah. pizza is the perfect answer it's elite so especially mountain mike's pizza out of all yes. of them um make sure to check out their locations in mesa chandler or tucson you can head over to mountain mike's pizza.com to place your next order and don't forget that our diehards get a 50 dollars voucher upon signing up and tap into PHNX underscore D-backs, or, well, PHNX D-backs on YouTube um, later today. They give away a pizza once a week. They so, do give pizza away. And you can get some Mountain Mike's for free. Free pizza. Um, all right. Let's get into our first segment and our only segment because it's the only segment we need. It's time to do a temperature check. Hi. Good God almighty. Kevin Durant. It's a penis son. And it's official. He played his first game on Wednesday. And I cried. I sobbed like a child seeing Kevin Durant in the Phoenix Suns uniform. Yeah, there were there were a couple moments where I just I, I walked out here where everyone was sitting watching the game in our comfy more furniture recliners, and I would just look at the screen and I would see Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform, and I had to pinch myself. It was yeah. surreal. I, I honestly still can't believe it. Uh, never in my life would I imagine seeing Easy Money Sniper in a freaking Phoenix Suns uniform. Like, I don't know what I did to deserve this, but thank you, basketball gods. I will never stop thanking you for <laughs> the treasure that is watching Kevin Durant in <laughs> purple and orange. It's, it's about you. It's what you did to deserve yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it sure um, is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What, like, yeah. I don't know what I did to deserve it either. Um, but <laughs> it is it obviously like on it from a basketball standpoint, it's amazing. But just for what it, I feel like it means for the city and for Valley Sports, yeah. it is unbelievable. Um I, Kevin Durant's a Phoenix Sun, man. I know. Like I, I feel like I can't say it enough. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I'm just I don't know if I'll ever fully accept it. Yeah. Like watching him warm up in the Suns like warm yeah. up clothes, I was like, oh my God, like this it's is happening. actually happening. happening. Like <laughs> our hopes and dreams have come true. But um and then after he took his warm-ups off and like he went out on the court in the uniform and he like made that first bucket, I was just sitting there like, oh my God. I couldn't believe it. Like I still can't believe it sometimes. Like it genuinely like I don't think I've ever had a reaction like that before. Like yeah. such like a visceral like holy shit moment. Like I still like it hasn't sat with me, I don't think. No, <laughs> I, I I can only think back to the like there's like in, there's moments in sports where I can think back to it. I'm like, oh my God. I think of, I don't know, this is really random, but I think of like Zion Williamson's NBA debut where the, he dropped like 22 points and I was sitting in. I was like, oh, we are, we are, I am witnessing something different. Like I am witnessing something special. Um, and that's how I felt when I was watching Kevin Durant play for the Suns. And it's, I mean, he had a, lim, a minutes restriction. It wasn't yeah. like he dropped 80, but it, it just his presence, I was just like, 
Oh, this is this is a new day where we are witnessing something special. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life. Yeah, for it was so sick. Um, you did mention he was on a minutes restriction, so we yeah. didn't see as much of Kevin Durant um, as we could have if he weren't. But of course, he's coming back from that knee injury, so they want to make sure that he comes back carefully and doesn't re-injure himself or re-aggravate that injury. Um, but even though he was on that minutes restriction, like he still delivered. So he mm-hmm. dropped twenty three points. Six rebounds, two assists, and two blocks, by the way, in 27, um, minutes, in 27 minutes, just 27 minutes. He had a plus 13 uh, while he was on the court, which is <laughs> yeah, and that, that 10 for 15 shooting. Like it's this is why KD is the player he is, the efficiency. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that, that shows you once he gets more minutes, he's, he's, he's going to get more points. <laughs> I'm so ready for more KD minutes, by the way, but I don't want it to be rushed and I want to make sure that he doesn't yeah. get hurt anymore. So Jeez. I will take the small doses, whatever I can get of watching KD play for the Phoenix Suns. But um, it was just so cool to see. I think one of the things that I was the most worried about when this happened is just like how it's going to affect the team chemistry. Obviously, the team had such a great thing going with Mikhail and Cam. They had been together for a long time, so they had a long time to build up such a rapport. I mean, you'd seen it all over the Internet, like the way this team interacted with each other, whether it was like jamming out during warmups to um, NBA Youngboy or like whatever it was, like they had such a good relationship. And so, you know, when you take two of those big pieces out and then you add a superstar into the mix Mm -hmm. like I think there's always going to be questions about team chemistry and like how they're going to get along how they're going to play together how Katie's going to fit into the playbook um and it it kind of like took away some of those concerns like watching them play together like it didn't really seem like there was like a major outlier out there on the court like they they played together well in my opinion yeah and I mean it this wasn't it's not trading for Kyrie for example like it Right. It's a guy that, you know, he had a relationship with D-Book before right. and, and all this kind of stuff. And it is kind of a relatively low key guy. So I wasn't like I didn't think he was going to come in here and burn this to the ground. But it is right. still regardless, whenever there's change, you, there's always questions about how it's going to affect the team. Um, but like I said, it, I think you saw the best that you could have hoped for. It yes. was it was them vibing. And I, and I think and I feel like there's something they've mentioned on the PHNX Sun show before, but KD and D-Book are, are very similar in a lot of ways. I mm-hmm. feel like they are. Obviously, KD is known for his, some of his Twitter antics, but otherwise it's like a relatively a pretty low-key person that like you don't know a whole lot of, about his personal life. Yeah. Like he really just wants to play basketball. Yeah, he's um, very mellow. Yeah. Like not very outspoken, exactly. very and chill. KD had a quote um, with Vinny Goodwill, uh, Vince Goodwill of Yahoo Sports yesterday talking about how like, People asked about his leadership. Like that's not his job. Mm-hmm. Monty's job is to is to lead the team. James Jones' job is to put, is to choose the players, build the roster. His job is to play basketball, and I feel like that's very similar to Book's approach. Um, and it, it'll be good for for younger guys like a DA who you know people talk about his personality, all that kind of stuff. Like you know, you have two guys here who are just here to play basketball and to yeah. win and to get better. And I feel like it's going to be good not just for their, those two, but for the whole team. Yeah, I think out of all the superstars that you possibly could have brought to this team Kevin Durant is pretty much the best option because you don't have someone that has like a a controversy attached to them or is very loud and outspoken and dramatic and is all about me show or a guy like LeBron who wants to have control over over the whole team right correct so I think out of all the superstars you could have possibly brought to Phoenix Kevin Durant was definitely the best option because like you mentioned of his low key laid back. He's very similar to D book in that way, which I love. I love that. They're just like put up or shut up. Let's just go play basketball. Um, the whole team for, for the most part is kind of like that, which is yeah. just another reason I, why the Suns are so endearing and why I'm obsessed with them uh, because they just aren't 
offensive. And that sounds so yeah. dumb and so basic, no, but, but like. And it's not even like, obviously, people think offensive and they think of like Kyrie, for example, which it's right. great that he's not that. But also just like in the sense that it's not Luca who's like crying over things all the time. Or like I said, it's not LeBron who is always who he's always going to be bigger than the team he's on. Yeah. Um, KD is, is perfect. Perfect for this team. I think perfect for the city in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um and I honestly, like outside of D book and, and Kevin Durant, I can't think maybe like Giannis, honestly, but I can't think of two guys yeah. who would, you could drop them on just about any team. And honestly, they're probably just going to want a ball. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think it's perfect for so many different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. One of the reasons, too, I think it's perfect, and the chat kind of beat me to yes. it, but um, Connor in the chat saying, Katie made it so easy for Book to cook. Jose is saying Booker played for 33 minutes and dropped 37 points and two blocks also. I think that was my other favorite part yeah. about watching them on the court together is like, you've seen it time and time again, like Devin Booker being double teamed on defense or, you know, the entire like plan is just to shut down Devin Booker. And so um, it, it makes it harder for book to cook. <laughs> and um, you know, with Kevin Durant on the floor, like you can't do what you were doing in the past when you were playing the Phoenix suns and focusing your efforts on guarding Devin Booker. Like you have KD on the other end now. So like you have to completely figure out how to, guard both of them in a more efficient way and so that takes a lot of pressure off of book and like book can do what book is meant to do now um especially against like really good teams and so just to see um some of that I don't, like i don't know if pressure is the right word or like yeah you know what i'm trying to say yeah, like 100 like just the, to see the, that relieved focus, off of yeah. him and he can just like do what he's meant to do and not have to worry about three freaking defenders trying to shut it down 100%. in the paint. Like it was just so cool to see because um, like the game plan, I feel like coming into it when you're playing against the Phoenix Suns is find a way to shut down Devin Booker. Yeah. Now it has to be find a way to shut down Kevin. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a rising tide lifts all ships. If you can only focus, there's, there's five, it's a five on five game. If you're yeah. putting two guys on the best player, well now that's Kevin Durant and that leaves somebody open. Like everyone is going to benefit from something like this. Um, it is, it is like, yeah, it, it I, I think Kate, obviously we saw Devin Booker is going to thrive. And I think it, Kevin Durant, he is, in my opinion, a top three scorer in the history of the game. Um, and so he's going to get his, but he's not, I, I feel like he's not Kobe Bryant or, or Michael Jordan in the sense that he, he's, I think he's more like LeBron in the sense that he, he, he will get his, but he doesn't necessarily like need his, like yeah. he wants to win and he will be happy if his, if his if teammates winning, yeah. thrive. Mm -hmm, um, because like I said, he's coming around. He's going to get his, he's going to get his 25, 30 every night, probably regardless of what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no reason that Devin Booker can't also get 25, 30 every night. No reason that DeAndre Ayton can't drop 20 here and there and with his 16 rebounds or something like that. So yeah. everybody's going to benefit. Um, and that's that's what happens when you get one of the best players in the history of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have any lingering concerns? I know we've only seen one game with limited minute restrictions. Do you have any concerns about this team and the potential that they have for the rest of the season? No, I think obviously a lot of people want to look at the bench for a concern. Yeah, um, but, I was going to say. Um, EJ yesterday on the Outside Shots podcast with Saul had talked about this, about how he doesn't have any concerns about the bench. I mean, you look at guys yeah. like TJ Warren. We saw he dropped 50 in the yeah. bubble. Like, you know, he's capable if he gets the mm -hmm. opportunity to score. And I mean, EJ went as far as to say that he's going to win the Suns a playoff game at this point. Check that podcast out. It's, it's amazing listening to EJ talk. But um, um, I, I, the bench is an obvious concern. Uh, I am not that concerned about it. I think they will be OK. Yeah. For me, the only concern, and I hate saying this, is Kevin Durant is not young. 
Mm-hmm. And he has had injuries before, and yeah. one injury to Kevin Durant, and all of this is blown up. Yeah, that's the reality of it. Um, because now you would be in a situation where you don't really have depth, and you also don't have a top five player in the league. Right. Um, so that that really is my concern. But as far as if Kevin Durant's healthy, I, I'm not worried. Um, yeah. I, I think they are the best team in basketball if that's the situation. So as long as he's healthy, and, and obviously as long as Book's healthy, DA's healthy, all of that. Like as long as his team is healthy, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have concerns. Personally. Yeah, I agree, too. I would say um, the bench was probably my biggest concern. But then you see like a game what they had against OKC yep. and the bench came up huge for the Suns in that game. Um, and that kind of also just like put out the fire of my concerns about the bench a little bit more. So um, I'm not as concerned about them as I yeah. was. But I don't know. Whoever is superstitious, like whatever higher power you pray to, like start praying, yeah. put some silver spoons under your pillow, some garlic at your front door. <laughs> your pajamas on backwards it's like, like whatever trying to get a snow day what are we <laughs> whatever you do like start doing we it have, and we, pray to the lords the basketball gods that nobody on this team gets hurt because we cannot afford it at this point like you mentioned if katie gets hurt or like i don't even want to talk about it because i don't yeah, want to speak into it, it but stop. like <laughs> we're screwed at that point so and that's i think i genuinely think the only thing standing in the sun's way now is the denver nuggets kind of and injuries so as long as no one gets hurt, I swear, people, start wearing your pajamas backwards to bed or something. Just like, please, for the love of God, I don't think anything can really stand in the way of this team, barring themselves injuries and possibly Denver Nuggets. So. Um, I'm assuming you had snow days in Colorado growing up? Yes, many. Did, so what did you have, were those like your traditions, the, yeah. the spoon and the... Yeah, so you yeah. put a silver spoon under your be- yep. your pillow when you go to sleep, and then you pajamas turn your inside pajamas out. inside out and backwards, yes. and you sleep with your pajamas inside out and backwards. We're saying out. this to a bunch of Arizona people who probably yeah. have no idea what we're <laughs> talking probably about. Like, what's a snow day? day? <laughs> um, I also raised comment, don't know about that. If Ja doesn't get arrested, I think he could take out the Suns. Um, we're talking about basketball, not a fist fight. We're a gun duel. Um, I'm not... I think we're good in the West. Do people still duel? No, but no. I'm saying this motherfucker likes to play with guns, apparently. Um, um, Steven's saying both Katie and Book look so happy. They did. It they was did. so cute to yeah. see. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> the joy was infectious. Was I was I was smiling the whole game. I was sitting there gritting like a dummy, just like watching the TV like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. It was surreal. <laughs> it was really surreal. Um, so the Suns, they play the Bulls tonight. Obviously, we're going to assume that's dub. Uh, the Bulls have been struggling all year. I believe the Bulls are only Four and a half point underdogs, though, which is Ooh, wild to me. That's weird. Um, Katie will most likely be on minute restrictions again. What do you want to see tonight in their game against Chicago? Uh, just more of the efficiency. Uh, obviously, you don't know how much he's going to be playing, but I just it's exactly what you saw in that last game. He yeah. went 10 for 15 from the field. If, he, if he's shooting like that and the other guys are getting theirs, like if you get another 36 point, 37 point night from Devin Booker, like. That's all I want to see is just them continue to build that chemistry because as great as a player he is, they did only have one game. Like it is going to take time. Um, oh, I also would, I would love. I mean, if he wants to fight Patrick Beverly, I'd take that too. Like I'll oh take it. Gosh, a saucy yeah, Ray Motion saying Patrick Bevish suiting up for the Bulls. My God, I don't think I've ever hated a player in the NBA as much as I hate Patrick Beverly. I will say though. A guy like Patrick Beverly could be very galvanizing for a team like this because he fucks around with the Suns and KD needs to do something about it. That's a good way to put yourself in good, the good graces of the rest of your team. Uh, so if you show up and you're you're you're, you're standing up for your teammates off rip. I so, hate Patrick Beverly. Yeah, so I, I hate Patrick Beverly annoys me a little bit. But um yeah, no, getting back to KD, I just want to see him obviously stay healthy, stay safe, um, and just keep playing the efficient basketball that he played last game. Um, that's all you can really ask for a guy if like Patrick that. Patrick Beverly puts even so much breathes wrong at any of my son's players. I'm 
going out there. I will fly out to Chicago and I will like, we're fighting. We're brawling at that point. Like keep your nasty mitts off of my Phoenix Suns players. I don't want to see you shoving anyone from behind. I don't want to see you tripping anyone on purpose. Like Patrick Beverly, you're on notice. Like do not touch yeah. any of my Phoenix Suns. I swear this, to God. I will say this is the, these are, these are the times where you miss guys like a Jay Crowder. It's the kind of guy that might punch somebody in the face if he needs to. Um, but yeah, I, if he, if he could just relax and stay calm, we should have a good game tonight. Um, Connor also making a good point. DA is going to benefit so exactly. much from this. He now doesn't have to have the pressure on his shoulders of having to be that number two guy. I, to, yes, I was going to bring that up. Um, to me, it's very much like, a, and I do not want to compare these two players as far as talent because I do think, and just let me finish, Mac, because you're not going to like this. Oh, no. But Kendrick Perkins, oh, when no. he played for the Boston Celtics, part, one of the things that he said is that he like he could try to be the number one guy or he could play his role on this team. And I think it gives DA a chance to find a clear role on this team that doesn't require him to be the best player on any given night, um, especially when, when D-Book was hurt. Um, he can be the third or even the fourth most impactful player on this team and still get his. Um, I think the situation could be great for DA. 100%. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I think it's just a great thing all around. Yeah. Obviously, that's why they did it, why they leveraged their future of trading McHale and Cam to bring someone like Katie in because they saw all of those potentials and they thought that they were deliverable and they're like, you know what? Let's do it. Um, we are celebrating here and we will be yeah, we celebrating are. for many, many times, many, many weeks to come um, about Kevin Durant being a Phoenix Sun. And you can celebrate, too, by picking up our brand new shirts. We have two of them. Yeah. Uh, we've got the KD uh, Slim Valley <laughs> Slim Valley Sniper. Slim Valley Reaper shirt. Reaper, <laughs> and then we also have our brand new um, Midrange Assassins shirt, which is honestly my favorite shirt that we've ever made. I've already ordered two of them because yeah. I want to make sure one is always clean while the other one's in the wash so I can wear it <laughs> multiple days a week. I, uh, that's so extra, but I respect that. Um, <laughs> it's genuinely the most beautiful shirt I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's like the details on it are just incredible like i you just have to check it out mm -hmm. you have to just go over to the phnx locker and look at it and just admire the beauty um if you buy both of the assassins and the um some valley reaper shirt you get an exclusive sticker pack that you cannot purchase anywhere else um so it's a heck of a deal head on over to phnxlocker.com and pick up some of those sweet shirts do it and uh, anything else you want to say about kd before we move on He's really good at basketball. He's Appreciate really good what at you basketball. got, Suns fans. <laughs> um, Connor saying Pat Bev talks a lot of trash for someone who only scores seven points a game. It's true. He does. He talks a lot of crap and he can't back it up with however he decides to not produce on the court. Um, so Steven87 saying, most important to keep all the guys healthy for Dallas. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a big game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Suns stack up against Dallas for the first Kyrie. time this season with KD on the roster and going against Kyrie. Um, it's going to be a blockbuster of a game, I feel like. Kyrie and Luka went unconscious crazy, the other night yeah <laughs> um so crazy. that should be one hell of a game especially if if um katie's playing full minutes at that point yeah absolutely um DraftKings, sean win any money lately um i have not <laughs> lately but i plan on winning some money tonight on the new look arizona coyotes um and by and i'm not betting on them i'm betting on carol vamelka saves because i think they're gonna get lit up yeah He's they're gonna, gonna get lit up a bunch of saves. um so I'm looking forward to that. Also, play some futures. I was hosting PHNX Bets every Monday through Friday at noon all week today or all week this week. Um, we talked NHL futures. So I'm looking. I'm 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 investing. I'm looking at making money in the future once the um, Atlantic Division eventually inevitably wins the Stanley Cup. And no, I'm not talking about the Sabres. I'm talking about the Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
you asked me a question I answered. Were you expecting me to say more? <laughs> no. I was just trying to process all of the things you said about hockey. Um, and I was like trying to keep up. I was like, there's a lot going on. Butts on that? Um, um, <laughs> I don't think the Avs are going to win the Stanley Cup if you want to hear hey, that. Hey. Hey. We're not talking about that. <laughs> you're not speaking that into existence Jack Johnson, either. your savior or something? Um, all right. Let's just not worry about the Avs. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. Of who you want to bet on, whether it's the Avs or the Coyotes, you can do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You sure can. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's a lot of bonus bets. Um, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligible restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Um, before we move on to the NHL trade deadline, Muhammad in the comments said it was a mistake to trade Mikhail. Now we don't have any defense. Giannis will stomp us in a finals matchup. I don't necessarily think I agree. I think obviously our defense isn't at the same level that it was at. But one thing that I loved about what I think I love about KD is his defense can like seamlessly flow into his mm. offense. And I think you saw a little bit of that in his first game. He had those blocks and then he went and he like no look past debug yeah. and he debug dunked it. So like, I feel like um, obviously you're not going to get the same type of defensive production as you would have if you have Mikhail on your roster, but I don't think it's as drastic of a hit. If that makes yeah. sense. And also I love Mikhail. There's not a player in these NBA in this league that can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. You yeah. can hope to slow him down, but you are not stopping him. So um, the reality is, is is, is trying. I I think trying to stop Giannis is not the way you need to try and beat a Bucks team because, like I said, you're not doing it. Um, yeah, you can limit them trying to shoot threes, obviously stuff like that. But um, I, I'm not worried about that. And like you said, KD is a, is an amazing a defender. Yeah. Um, so like really uh, I, good. <laughs> it, it there, there's very few people in this league who are physically strong enough to stop the freak that is Giannis, yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. But I do think he is a, a which is KD not a is, knock on anyone. No, Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the, is is one of the biggest athletic freaks I have ever seen in sports. Yeah. He is it's absurd. If he could shoot threes, he'd be the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know if you're stopping him, but KD is going to give you an opportunity, a good opportunity to slow him down. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, to be fair, if you're concerned about Giannis, you also have to be concerned about Nikola Jokic because a lot of the things that Nikola can do are a little scary. You're not you don't you don't agree. I, I, I don't believe in the Nuggets at all. I think they're frauds. And I don't think Jokic, Jokic is a great regular season player, but do something <laughs> in the playoffs. Like you literally do something in the playoffs. Your second best player is Jamal Murray. We have, not we have a great clip for that, too. What EJ went on a rant about this? Yeah, yesterday I, I am anti Nikola Jokic. <laughs> he should not be the MVP in my opinion. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, and we'll also Nikola Jokic is a great passer and all of that stuff. But there is something to be said for a guy who can physically take over a game. And Jokic is not that athletically. He is not going to decide. This is my game now. I am going to drop eighty on your head um, in a way that Giannis can. Um, Jokic is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, we're gonna have to save that debate for another day. Um, <laughs> Bear down, cats. Saying the last thing we need is Pat Bev to do his yes. usual dirty shit. A hundred percent agree. I really wish we somehow that kept Crowder. Saying. I think that's a fair assessment because if you had anyone on this roster that was gonna like go out there and like get down to dirty and like yeah, like take if there it was to somebody you, needs to get in a fist fight at center court, it was Jay Crowder. <laughs> Jay Crowder. Um, and we don't have anyone like that on the roster anymore. So that was definitely the upside that Jay Crowder had, which is a huge reason why they brought him to Phoenix in the first place because they I needed someone say, like that. I don't think people really, really know KD or his his medal. I, 
Katie is not a guy that I want to fuck with, like at all. He's from the DMV. Like I'm not. I really don't want to smoke with that man. He's not. He's not. He's obviously so valuable that he's not going to be out here fighting motherfuckers like Jay Crowder might. But yeah. Um. Uh, K is not going to get walked all over. And neither is Devin Booker. Like I know Devin Booker's low key and all that, but I, 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 I Jay Crowder was a different kind of enforcer. But I don't feel like this team is just going to get pushed around. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I also agree. Um, I'm just worried about Patrick Beverly, but I'll never not worry about Patrick Beverly because Patrick Beverly only cares about himself. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, all right. Let's talk about the NHL trade deadline because it just happened. Uh, it passed about two-ish hours ago. And um, I don't know who's playing for the Coyotes anymore. <laughs> I don't think the Coyotes know. They literally. Yeah, I they, don't think the Coyotes know who's playing for the Coyotes They broke it down anymore. on Coyotes earlier. They literally don't like they might not have enough players. I yeah. don't know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> um, so just to recap, there were a lot of moves made. Um, Nick Ritchie and Troy Stetcher both went to Calgary. For Nick Ritchie's brother. Which is the Brett first Ritchie, time yeah. brother for butter brother 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 for brother. Brother for brother brother has brother, happened brother. in the NHL. Um Nick Bugstad went to Edmonton. Shane Gosher went to Carolina, who, by the way, they played tonight. Um, Shane's just going to have to, like, grab his gear from the Coyotes locker room yeah, and walk down the hallway. pretty nice because I don't, I'm, don't think he went on the trip with the team to Dallas. So he yeah. kind of, after their last game um, on Tuesday, I think it was, they kind of just got to stay here and wait for his new team to show up. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just going to grab his stuff out of the uh, locker room and mullet and just walk, walk down the hall the and uh, head into the Carolina's locker room. And then obviously the biggest trade of the trade deadline for the Coyotes specifically was Jacob Chikrin, who got traded to the Ottawa Senators for a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 second, and a 2026 second. Um, we were all kind of waiting on bated breath to see what would happen with Jacob mm-hmm. Chikrin. It wasn't a secret to literally anyone who follows hockey that Jacob wanted out of Arizona. Um, so it finally happened. The reaction was actually extremely negative. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, people on Twitter were not happy about the return for Jacob Chikrin that the Coyotes received. I think a lot of us were expecting maybe two first round picks and a prospect, um, I think the no prospects part probably hurt a lot to yeah. some people because the Coyotes don't have anyone to play for them. Um, and I think, you know, just listening to interviews with Bill Armstrong and following this team, you were kind of, I mean, I got my hopes up, I think a little bit more for expecting more of a return from Jacob. Yeah. I mean, Jacob. I think, I, I think people started hearing the name Matt Nyes get thrown around in Toronto and that was never going to happen. But I think people started hearing that and they got their hopes up a little bit. Yeah. I think this is a solid return for a player who, made it pretty clear he did not want to play here um and also also like this is what bill's plan was all along he wants draft picks if you you get a prospect that you feel good about sure but that was not like picks were the plan um and and, yeah i I just don't i think people were just being a little unrealistic they got a first round pick and that's what that's really what the basis was from the get so I understand the disappointment. You when you, when you get have a guy that is this talented, you want to get a lot more. But the reality is, a lot of defensemen were already get, already moved, so the the spots that he could have gone to were limited, mm-hmm. which lowers the price. Yeah. Um. And he, he needed to get rid of a man, so I I think you got what you could. Yeah. And I I understand the disappointment, but I'm I'm fine with the return. Yeah. Um. I don't think a lot of people who don't closely follow this team also realize that the Coyotes kind of had their back up against a wall in a way mm-hmm. with how they were constrained money wise. Yeah. Um, this team is doing everything they can to meet the salary floor minimum. Yeah. Um, so let's just <laughs> yeah. and then put that the, into perspective. Yeah. Like they needed to meet the salary floor minimum. And then there's the other side of it where 
they are are limited financially, so they can only retain so much money in yeah, contracts. Yeah, the retaining so, of the contracts was the issue. Yeah, I mean, Craig breaks this down a lot in an article he wrote, and and um, they talked about it on on Coyotes. But Bill Armstrong's hands, he, he in a lot of ways had a hand tied behind his back. So, um, and Rowan from makes a good point that the pick could be a top ten pick. Yeah. At, at a point, um, we are either rooting for the the Ottawa Senators to basically lose every game or to make it to the conference finals. Um, either or. We'll so, take either. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting position to be in, but I'm honestly just glad that Chickren is gone. Me too. And we now know, like, it is, we've cleared that. Yeah, absolutely. And now we know where, where, where the team is. Yeah, I'm glad he's gone as well. Um, obviously, it didn't go the way that I was hoping it would with Chickren. I was hoping that Chickren would have a little bit more of, like, a Clayton Keller trajectory and yeah. really want to buy into the team yeah. and be a part, like, a keystone part of this future that the Coyotes are building towards. Um, and it quickly became apparent that that's not what Chickren wanted. He wants to win now, which <laughs> I'll have fun with the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Um, but it was just disappointing. Like, I was honestly, like, disappointed by Chickren because I thought, you know, he was going to be the next one to wear a C on his chest at one, at yeah, one point, 100%. way before all of this happened, obviously, um, that quickly was, became apparent. He wore the A last year. But I was anticipating Chickering to be the next captain for this team um, at one point, and it quickly, quickly went downhill. Um, and I'm just, I'm just disappointed. Like, I just wish that he would have taken more of, like, a Clayton Keller approach to wanting to be a part of this team and the future that it's building towards and all of the great things that are on the horizon for it. And when it became very obvious that that was not his intention and he kind of became outspoken spoken about how badly he wanted to leave like I was like a little rubbed the wrong way I think so I'm glad that he's gone I hope he's happy in Ottawa his family has a cabin there as all Canadians seem to have there um (laughs) so it probably made sense for him family wise but I don't know I'm just glad that he's gone and we don't have to worry about it and talk about it anymore yeah and and to be fair to Jacob Trickwood you know I, I think when he got here the plans for this team were a little different. Yeah, um, definitely. And he, he, he's been playing for a long... He's young, but he's been playing for a long time. He started yeah. playing when he was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand that all this losing is probably pretty tough. And and they, athletes' greatness gets measured by rings in a, in a lot of ways, a lot of times. Um, so I, I... I And it's similar to my attitude with Kevin Durant because I was never I was never a person that crucified him for going to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to judge an athlete for trying to put themselves in a position to win. Yeah. That's what athletes are meant to do. They want to win. Yeah, and Ottawa might not be that right now, but they are in a, they are closer than the Coyotes, and yeah, they absolutely. are they are trending in the right direction. Um, and there's a, there's a good chance they make the playoffs this year. They're they're in, right in the mix in the Eastern Conference for the wild card spot. So, um, like you said, I I wish them all the best. Obviously, everyone wishes it would have gone differently, but I, I I hope he's successful up there until up until they meet the the Coyotes in the finals. Then I hope he fails horribly. <laughs> Um, yes, that's a fair assessment. So I know that the trade deadline just passed and you might not have had a lot of time to digest everything that happened, but what is your initial like grade for how the Coyotes did? What are your just like overall thoughts? Wrapping um, I don't know about grade, but overall they did, they accomplished what they wanted to and they needed to accomplish. They got rid of their upcoming unrestricted free agents. All, they, got, they got rid of all of yep. their unrestricted free agents. That's like unheard of. Yeah, and they, they moved people that you weren't sure, like Nick Ritchie, for example. You weren't sure if he was going to get moved because obviously I think coming into the season, people viewed him as a uh, candidate for at the trade deadline, but he hasn't been amazing lately, and so it was a question about whether or not he was going to get moved. Um, but it was a W. They 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 got off of they, – they were able to move players and get picks. That was the goal. The yeah. team is bad now. It's really, really bad now. So they're in, they're right back in the race for the tank. That was always the goal. Yeah. Um, specifically, the Shane Gosses bear trade. They flipped a guy that they got for free. They mm-hmm. they got draft picks to take. Yeah. For another draft pick. Yeah. So um, 
I, obviously, I understand some of the disappointment that some fans have expressed, but ultimately, I think they made good moves. They got rid of the players they were supposed to get rid of, and now they have set themselves up to be successful in the NHL draft for the, for years to come. Yeah. Um, and that's all you can ask for. It's a part of a rebuild. It takes a while, and it's not fun. But as as Petey said on Coyotes, I think this is the worst of it. We're yeah. at the pit of dis- we are at the bottom you're of the pit of despair. Now it's time to climb out. We're, it's only it's yeah. literally only up for here from here. We've hit bedrock. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. I think this is as bad as it's ever going to get. I think, um, you know, if I'm to look at it and give it a grade, I would probably do somewhere in the B range. Um, I think Bill Armstrong did the absolute best that he could with the constraints that he had and all of the very difficult aspects of where the coyotes are as a team that he had to try to navigate around. Um, you know, when the coyotes first brought Bill Armstrong here from St. Louis to be their next general manager, I was jazzed about the hire Mm -hmm. because he did crazy things for the blues, um, drafting Tage Thompson. And now that he was going to do hopefully the same thing for the coyotes. Like I have so much faith in Bill Armstrong, almost as much faith as I have yeah. in Mike Hazen, which is saying a lot because I think Mike <laughs> Hazen is the best general manager in the Valley. So, um, you know, I really believe in Bill Armstrong's decision making and the future that he has planned for this team and why he does what he does. And so looking at all the decisions that were made as a whole, I think he did the absolute best he could with the very difficult place that this team is in and all the constraints he was up against, specifically the money constraints. Um so all in all, I think he did, like I said, the best he could, and I probably put it in the B range. Obviously, it would have been great to get a little bit more for Chikrin, but um, like you said, the places that he could have gone were limited because not that many teams are in, a, in the market for a defenseman. So I'm really glad that they did what they did, and um, you kind of mentioned it. They have picks for so days. many draft picks. I like. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen something like this. We have a, a graph. Um, or like a chart of how many draft picks the, this team has, uh, Jacob, if you want to. Oh, do we not have it? That's okay. I, no worries. No stress. Um, it's a lot. I'll just say that. Well, um, uh, Jacob, you get it up. I did send it. So it's in there. I, I want to, before we get there, I need to address the Mike Hazen is the best GM in the, in the Valley comment. Not sure if I agree with you. We just forgetting James Jones exists. Like James Jones did just get Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. Phoenix Suns. Oh yeah, I kind of just glazed over. And that. also, Bill, <laughs> I think I mean I thought I like I, I am biased to Bill. The D-backs Armstrong. are like they won seventy four games last year. I love Hazen. I do. <laughs> Listen, Monty Austin for the only unknown. Otherwise, I think this the Valley has tremendous GMs. Yeah, like, they do have really good to GMs. Um, okay, okay, okay. That's fair. I did kind of just somehow forget that James Jones existed. But, <laughs> but honestly, it does, Bill Armstrong's amazing. With these picks, I think I could hit somewhere. Like, you, you have so like, many. How can you miss? It's a broadside of a barn. How can you miss? And there are so many shots you could take. Look at this. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven picks in 2023. Eleven. And two of them are first rounders. And like, Bill, Bill showed in the last draft that obviously you're going to get a good pick early in the draft, but you also can use these picks to move up. And get better picks. You could package picks. You could take on uh, on contracts like Zach Cassian to get picks. So Bill like, Armstrong, this is a shit's wild. It, it is incre- It's unbelievable. I don't think I genuinely don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Like I know, like when you're rebuilding, you have a lot of draft picks to work with, but that's so many draft picks. They're what like, I refer to as the building blocks the for the future. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is this is how you rebuild. You get you get assets, you get yeah. picks, you get prospects. Also, outside of the picks, I wanted to shout out um, one of the guys that they traded for, other than Brett Ritchie, Nick Ritchie's brother, um, Michael Kesterling, a uh, young defenseman from Calgary, I believe, who the fa- Cal- Calgary fans appear to be sad to have left. So they got another young guy who might be a solid piece of this team. You never know. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the picks are it, Connor said Connor, it. Yeah, it is OKC, it, OKC of hockey. hockey. It is the anti Los Angeles Rams where they said fuck them picks. They said fuck, <laughs> comma the picks, man. Like it, it is, it is. Obviously, they have to make the picks, and the players have to yeah. develop. But and like become we said, NHL you talent. have an arsenal. You're trying but to hit a broadside. Like, how can you, you make miss? your job a lot easier when you get this many chances? For it, sure, two, one third of those picks hit. That's crazy. Like, that'll be so good for this team. Um, and, and something good. They could always get more. Like, they're gonna yeah. Nick Schmaltz, a possible trade candidate Laughing, at the draft. Asking, would you be mad if Schmaltz was traded? No. No. I mean, <laughs> at Craig, this point, like <laughs> Craig broke it down. The reality is, when this team is good, he'll be like 30 years old. Yeah. Is is he really a piece for the future? His value is probably not higher than it will. It, his pro- value now is probably never, will never be Keller. higher. Clayton Keller. And then obviously like Dylan Gunther. Yeah. Obviously oh, he yeah, hasn't the, been here yet. Cooley. Yes. I, I, I don't I don't think guys like lost. Anyone that's actively on the roster right now that I would not want to touch is Clayton Keller because I think. Yeah, uh, Barrett Hayton and Matias Pacelli I don't want to see. Yeah, okay, that's either. true. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I feel you. So, no, I would not be mad if Nick Schmaltz was traded. Um, he almost was traded. Um, there were two teams that were really interested in him, mm-hmm. but the salary constraints made it very difficult yeah. for the Suns. Or <laughs> Suns, the Coyotes. I saw the Suns thing in the corner, and I was just like, Suns. Um, <laughs> made it difficult for the Coyotes. So, I would not be mad. Um, I just think, like, like the Coyotes, like, we, we I know, like, some Coyotes fans were upset just because it's hard to be a fan of this team, get emotionally invested into these players, want the best for them, love their personality, like, really care about these mm-hmm. players and then see them gone. So I definitely feel for Coyotes fans in that way. Um, but when you take a step back and you remove the personal part of being a fan of a team and being a fan of certain players, like, the Coyotes are full rebuild, like, full yeah. rebuild. So, like, you you... As much as you love these players, like you just can't get too invested into them because they're gonna be gone. Like they're gonna get traded when you're in this yeah. in this position. And the, let's be honest, like the Coyotes are probably what like three years away from probably more like four or five, four or six, five but years it, away they, from they, like really competing. But I mean, listen, and I know we may bring them up a little too much, but we both grew up around hockey teams who were bad. Yes. Were really, really Atrocious. bad. And obviously, the, the Avs just want to stand the cut. The Sabres are, are are the Sabres. But it, you, it takes a while, man. But this is what it's, this is what being a fan is. Like, you yeah. got it. This is what makes good fans. This is why, this is what makes good fans is, is pain. Yeah. This is why um, I hate Patriots fans, for example. <laughs> like, you can't be a real fan because you didn't have to stick through bad times. Yeah. You've only got good times. Yeah. Um, teams that just consistently wouldn't piss me off. It takes a while, but Oh my God, does it feel so good when you get there? Yeah. Like, it feels so it's good. It's all so worth the pain. Just, just you stick stay with the it, course. Coyotes fans. Stay and I know it. we don't need to preach to the choir. Like, yeah. Coyotes fans are the most loyal <laughs> yes. fans in the NHL. They like, really it are. is unbelievable. Like, I, it makes me so mad when people talk down on the Coyotes because their fans are so incredible. Yeah, um, it's unbelievable. Laughing saying Law Dog, though, Mac, I love Lawson Krause. Love Krauser. Um, it would suck to see him go as well. Um, I think it's like harder for me to want to get rid of players that like actively want to be here. Like Clayton Keller yes. wants to be here. That's Lawson why I'm so wants sad to see to Nick Bukestad leave. Like yeah. he was amazing. He was such a good guy. Same yeah. with Trey Stasher. Yeah, they want to be here. So obviously losing Lawson Krause would suck because he's one of those guys that genuinely wants to be in mm-hmm. Arizona and wants to stick through this rebuild and help his team win. Um, but yeah, just like t- trying to take a step back and realizing like the Coyotes are a few years away from really competing, making a deep run into the playoffs, like trying to get that Stanley Cup to the Valley. So um, you can't hold on to guys like Schmaltz and you just kind of have to like 
take the heartbreak and just realize that it's going to be worth it someday because um, the timelines just don't match and the Coyotes have to commit to the timeline. Like they are so far down this road now (laughs) that like they have to stay on course. Like they can't divert. They can't take a pit stop. They can't like go anywhere, but with the plan that GMBA has has like laid out for them. So I think it's just, it's tough. And it sucks and it's rocky and it's not fun. But like staying the course that they're on right now is the best way to go. So 100 percent. Gabriel saying, I don't watch hockey, but I might have to start with all those great picks. Gabriel, listen to you. Now is time. you got to watch hockey. It's honestly, I don't want to make anyone upset by saying this, but I think it's now my favorite sport in the whole world. So um, you got to watch hockey. It's so fun. It's honestly the best sport. It's just electric in and get person. the mullet if you can because yeah, yeah in person it is i love baseball and i love going to baseball games but it, it is for different reasons like when it comes to viewing a sport live just watching what is happening on the field of play in front of you there is nothing like hockey it is amazing yeah it's so fun so gabriel do me a favor start watching hockey my guy you're gonna love it it is very fun all right any other final thoughts on the coyotes in this trade deadline nope we get to watch some terrible hockey now. We do. But yep. that is, that's, like I said, it's part of the it's all I part genuinely of the don't think the Coyotes know who's playing for them <laughs> No, I No. I, they literally, like, they, they might have to call somebody up. I don't know what they're going to do. They we called don't up out. four people from they Tucson. Yeah. Just now? Like, yeah, Craig just quote tweeted it. Oh. Just recently. I actually was just looking at it. There so you if go. you guys give me a second, I'll find it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it. the hockey you're going to see over the next 20 five or so games is not going to be pretty but just remember it's all it'll all be worth it when there's a parade coming down mill yeah sure four players will milos kellerman milos milos yes i'm gonna be craig here he's okay. very particular about the milos john sebastian dea yeah yeah Day. oh boy vladislav kolya konik <laughs> yep and michael kesserling yep Listening to Jacob try to pronounce hockey names. Hey, I only oh got one God. of those wrong. <laughs> Kolya Chonuk I don't like because um, I tweeted this out. It, I like just about two months ago r- figured out how to spell Gostaspare correctly every single time. <laughs> it's it's go, oh stis, be here. Yeah. Um, and it took me a second to get Chikrin eventually, but I got it eventually. I always, I always, well, I'd always do the K, the C instead of the K and Chik and Jacob. Um, but now I have to figure out how to spell Kolya Chonuk or whatever. You're going to have to learn how to spell a lot of names uh, in the future. Hopefully with I have to team. learn how to spell Bedard. One yes. N or two N's. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you, but I, I got will Bedard learn. on lock. Yeah. I can see that in my dream. I see that in my dreams. Yeah, Bedard, Bedard, I, Bedard, Bedard I got. I just, <laughs> I just hate the name Connor. And I'm sorry, Ingi. I hate the name Connor because how am I supposed to know? And for the same reason, I hate both my first and middle name because names should be spelled one way. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to guess how to spell your name. You must really hate the name Michaela then. Um, There's like eight different. Yeah, ways to but spell you it. spell it the right way. Oh, like you are how I would think to spell Michaela. Really? Yes. Stop. Are you for real? Yeah. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Really? Well, it's like <laughs> me. I spell my names right way. Eric is with a C, and Sean with his H A W N. That's true. I hate Sean S E A N. Yeah. That's not Sean. That's Scene. Yeah, I get it's Gaelic and it's where the name originated and whatever. It's literally Scene. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you're watching everyone. the coyotes tonight you might need to take an ogs in order to get through the you game you probably will you will need you will to take definitely an need to take an ogs to get through this game it's gonna be interesting to say the least um 
Hey, you, if you need an excuse to take an OGs, what better excuse is there to watch this hockey game? Um, I recommend personally the orange creamsicle sativa yes. uh, gummy. I think that is the most elite. Um, I like the the happy balance because if you're like me, sometimes watching sports is like a physical experience. So you need yeah. the CBD to like the aches and pains and then also the the THC high. Yeah, absolutely. Which if you didn't know, their Happy Balance strawberries and cream gummies are now available. Cannot recommend them enough. I think the flavor is my absolute favorite flavor. Orange creamsicle was my favorite for the longest time, but I think it's been dethroned by strawberries and cream. Um, and it's like, it's, it's Happy Balance. Like you can't be mad when you're on a Happy Balance <laughs> or cheese gummy. They are the best scratch made THC gummies in the state of Arizona because they're made in Arizona. And what else could you ask for? Um, you can find them at your local dispensary by checking Checking out ogsbrands.com. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy. And if you're going out to the golf course this weekend, which, hey. I was just going to say, all these hockey players love golfing. And now think, think about getting traded to Arizona from like Calgary. Yeah. And now you get to live in Phoenix with all this golf. All of these guys, all the people, the prospects coming up are going to have something to do this weekend mm -hmm. when they're not playing. They're going to exactly. get to go golf at uh, Phoenix Ranch. Country Club. Dobson, Dobson Ranch. Ranch, especially the best Dobson Ranch, the best one out of all of them. And they can do it if they look really good and they go to badbirdie.com. Mm -hmm. um, they have the best golf gear probably in the history of golf gear. They've got everything you need. Polos, hats, women's gear, sweats, joggers, whatever you're looking for. Bad Birdie has it and it's really cool. Um, they just dropped six new polos, three new quarter zips and two new hats. And um, if you use promo code PHNXBB15, you will get 15% off your entire order at badbirdygolf.com. Um, I feel like we didn't we not mention the fact that Ghost is playing in Phoenix tonight? Well, we, yeah. oh, we did. We did. We yeah, did. Yeah. That's right. I said he had to go into uh, the locker room yeah, and go right. grab his bag. And um, <laughs> I want to see you laughing's message. I want to try and pronounce those two names you got there. Me? No, I want to hear Mac try and pronounce those two names. Where? The second to top message. Okay. Right there. Nikita Nesterenko. Okay. And Andre Sister. I would. I think that was pretty good. I don't know. I just. I would have said Nikita <laughs> Nesterenko and Andre Suster. Um, I don't know if we're right though. I don't know. <laughs> Hockey names are a shot in the dark. You they know, you never know what you're going to get. Alphabet different. soup. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. Don't forget, we have our tea party coming up. We are going to be out at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We're renting out the entire driving range. We're going to be watching the Suns game. The last tea party was absolutely it electric. Was so fun. So much fun. You can get tickets to that event by checking the Discord. Our members only uh, tickets are in there and they're discounted. So if you want to sign up to be a diehard, there's so many good reasons why, but getting discounts on our events is one of them. You get a free shirt when you sign up to be a diehard, by the way. Also, yeah, sign up to be a diehard just seems like it makes fiscal sense. Yeah. You sign up, you get a free t shirt, you get discounts and stuff, and you get $50 from Mountain Mike's. 20% like, off the locker at all times. Like, come on, there's so many it reasons is why. Fiscally responsible. It is. It is a good money move. Oh. Um, but get tickets to our tea party by checking out our social media at phnx underscore sports or phnx underscore sons. Um, um, and we hope to see you there. It's going to be really fun. I'll be there. Sean will be there. The whole Patreon fam will be there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. And we'll see you next Friday at 1230. There's a snake in my boot. Bye. There's a snake in my boot.